Cool. Hold on, let me make a drink. Oh, okay. Hey, Kenny. What's up? What was the name of the team that Al Pacino coached in any given Sunday? The Miami Sharks. You got it. Ooh, nice. That was really good. Welcome to Man vs. Model, the only podcast in the multiverse that fits humans against machines in a pre-apocalyptic college football prediction during Battle Royale to the death. Here's your host, Kenny Peanut Butter Pants. Most impressive. Wow, I pulled that one out. I actually... That was good. You know, you have those Facebook memories, you know, you can go back and look, and it was like eight or nine years ago. I posted something about the Maryland... Remember that year that Maryland had those uniforms where it was like two different things? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I posted like, hey, Maryland, any given Sunday, uh, the set designers called and they want their uniforms back (laughs) for the movie. (laughs) Yeah, I love that movie. That. Mm. I think I've only seen it once. Yeah? Yeah. I've only it's seen it so once. long. It's like three <laughs> yeah. and a half hours long. Yeah, yeah. Oliver Stone directed it. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. So, yeah. I haven't, yeah, like I said, I need to probably rewatch it. But it also has my least favorite actor of all time. The worst actor Dennis ever. Quaid? No. <laughs> Jamie Foxx? Matthew Modine. Uh, Matthew Modine you don't is, like Matthew Modine? No, he's awful. He's a what terrible, in, terrible uh, actor. He's in good and full metal jacket. Yeah, what about full metal jacket? <sighs> That's, that what about, might be what about his... Stranger Things? I didn't like him in Stranger Things. I thought, uh, okay. yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not in it very much. Uh, he has a but. great line, though, like in in, uh, in uh, Full Metal Jacket when he goes, I want to slip my tube stick into your sister. What do you take in trade? <laughs> <laughs> that role was decent, yeah. but it was kind of like Hayden Christensen. Where it was uh, okay, like, you, got you, know, one. you captured one. Yeah. Okay. And Hayden Christensen bar- barely did that. Yeah. <laughs> That's debatable. Yeah, well. Yeah, you know. I don't want to get into Hayden Christensen's amazing acting <laughs> and his wonderful career after Star Wars. Yeah, I mean it sucked. Like George Lucas has like chewed up and spit yeah. out a few of those actors. I was gonna, you know, my guess is gonna be the Stallions, but I realized I just realized like, where in the fuck is the Stallions from? It's from the Last Boy Scout. Okay, yeah, yeah, the Los yeah. Angeles Stallions. Yeah, yeah. That's who? Uh, what's his name played for? Yeah, uh, I can't think. Of it. Oh, D- Damon Wayans. Wayans. Yeah, yeah. What was his character name? Good question. Oh, uh, now what is it? I can't remember. Last name is Beeman. Yeah, I can't remember his first name. But his last name is Beeman. His name is Beeman too, because Jamie Foxx's character is hmm. Beeman, Willie Beeman. Oh wow! In any oh oh no, that's it. That's yeah. that's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay, I, that, yeah, that, yeah, that was like a weird. That would yeah, be no. a very weird coincidence. Yeah. If they, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I was, you're right. You're right. Hey, we're on a podcast, guys. Did oh, yeah. you know that? Football? We're just like we're hanging out. We're talking podcast. about football. Oh, yeah, uh, welcome to episode 12 already. Uh, week three is what we're going to cover today of their seventh season with these fine, fine gentlemen. To my left, everybody's favorite computer nurse, Casey the Platinum Toaster, Splash Dosser. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I uh, I uh, worked out today for the first time. Oh. God knows how long. How'd yeah, I went, went to a personal trainer. We did uh, arms and chest and back, and it, uh, my arms. I won't be able to move them <laughs> tomorrow. Good. Nice. Yeah, Good. it's gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna preemptively take uh, prophylactically take uh, ibuprofen tonight before I go to bed. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah. And you That'll... can't jerk off tomorrow. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I just <laughs> thought about that. Yeah. That's Sorry, terrible. You have to take a night off. Oh no, <laughs> it's, it's a recovery day, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah. Sorry, the grind against your pillow or something. <laughs> and gets, you know that gets messy. Yeah, you, yeah. you know the voice. I know the face because he's looking at me. Doctor William Richard England, the master of the machine, the doctor of the dingus, all the way from Murder Mountain. Jimmy Dix. Jimmy Dix. That is the name okay. of Dan Wayne's character. There you go. Jimmy okay. Dix. Hey, I uh, I saw I saw a, web, a Twitter account. It's fucking hilarious, and it inspired me to to like do something like it. Um, the Twitter account is uh, the Surrender Index, and it's NFL. It ranks every NFL punt <laughs> for every season. That like so it's like twenty twenty one. Every single punt. Yeah. About how like <laughs> how cowardly it is. So if it's like so if it's like so it's a, like. Third and four from the opponent's thirty-eight or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, if, if yeah. it's like like, like the, the worst one, like so there was a team that was down. I don't remember who, like like, like the Rams or something. Or what are they called now? No, the, 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 Rams, Rams, yeah. the Rams. The Rams weren't down. I don't, yeah, I don't, well, just maybe their opponent. I can't remember. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. Anyway, the yeah. point is they were, like somebody was down by like like thirty to three. Yeah, like like thirteen minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and uh, and they punted from their own forty. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably, like right to the 99th percentile of cowardly <laughs> punts. And I was like, this is the fucking greatest one. This that is, is that's obviously pretty that'd be fun. That's pretty um, good. It'd be fun uh, to yeah. do for college football, too. I know exactly, but I was thinking, like, it'd be fun to do. Because then I started thinking, like, what if we had. 
because I've always wanted to do this anyway, which is measure coaches like play call tendencies when they're up or down as a sort of way to predict covering the spread. Mm. But what if we had like a mercy or like a mercy index or a ruthlessness index that showed oh, like, you like, you know, like, like yeah. how like Lincoln Riley like scored 76 against West Carolina or whatever, yeah, yeah. 76 to nothing. Yeah. And like scored 31 points in the second half. I just want to see like, you know, like, like, a, like a ruthlessness index or a mercy index of right like, or like Nick Saban didn't cover yeah. against Mercer or whoever. Yeah. Like it they, just be, they didn't cover? No. No, it was like 58 points cover oh, or spread okay. or something like 52 that. 52 and I think they won like 48 to 14. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, yeah. actually I have a couple of things to talk about about that. But Buss's Twitter question of the week. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the bus. So Bus chimes in, which 0-2 team ends up in the best bowl game at the end of the season? And conversely, which 2-0 team do you think ends up under 500 at the end of the season? It's a pretty okay. good question. It is, and kind of a timely question, too. I, I just stumbled upon this article. I think this was just published um, today, so it's Wednesday. Uh, Bill Conley, as you know, I'm a big fan of Bill Conley. I stole, yep. his, stole his S&P for the powers the king. <laughs> nice. So he looked at what he started with was teams that overachieved or underachieved um, against the Vegas spread mm-hmm. in the first two weeks, okay. right? So he considers underachievement. So if you're more than 30 points below the closing line for two weeks, mm-hmm. that would be underachieving. So, for instance, Navy in two games is 53 points under the line. So, they, oh, so okay. they've underachieved by 53 points yep. based on the line, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he puts together a list of teams that overachieve and underachieve. So not wins and losses, just against the spread. This is okay. against the spread, okay. but okay. you know, but yeah. a lot of these teams are 0-2. Right. So the top ones, Navy, um, 53, Ohio, Georgia uh-huh. State, yep. Yep. they're all they're yep. all 0-2. Washington yep. is on there, 43 points yep. under the spread. Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vanderbilt's on there, they're 1-1 because they came back and beat Colorado State. But they're, you know, they're, uh, UConn, you know, teams like that. So, he looked at that. So a couple of interesting finds. So what he found was these teams that underachieve historically, he said there's been 346 of them since mm-hmm. uh, since 1978. Okay. Of those teams that underachieve by 30 points. So this isn't exactly Buss's question, but you know, you mm-hmm. can kind of it's kind of ballpark the same. Um, 30 of them, 8.7% managed to get back to at least a 9-3 record or better. So seven, 75% win percentage. Oh, okay. So okay. Less than ten percent of them, yeah. Which would mean, you know, if you look at this batch, there's probably maybe one or two that'll okay. get to nine and three. Okay. Um. So then, twenty five percent finished five hundred or better. So if we're looking at bowl games, okay. yeah, that's sort of that threshold, right? Twenty five percent chance that one. Twenty five, right? So one or two of these teams. There's like 11 or 12 on here, so okay. three. So what three he's saying teams. is three of these teams will make a bowl game. Now, some again, not all these teams are 0-2, right. but he's saying that out of this batch, yep. they will. And then 42.5% are three or nine or under. Okay, three and nine? Right. Whoa. To 25%, and then yeah. 25% finish under 250. Man, that's a little surprising because I would think that like a lot of these teams that like these uh, you know group of five teams that have to that, that yeah. play these tough schedules would, would then like turn around and maybe be balance out, be better in be, conference, be better in conference. But but keep in mind this is just against the spread, so they yeah 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 they might perform well against the spread and lose. True, you know, so like East Carolina is zero and two, right? They're not on this list. Oh right, because right, they've been playing well. They've against been playing the spread, well against the spread. Right, yeah. they lost by three yeah. to South Carolina, a game yeah. they should have won. Right, yeah. honestly, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that's the thing is that they're they're not sorely yeah. underachieving. Well, that's I, I would I would say that East Carolina would be then one of my one of my picks for for not finishing you know, for getting to a bowl game. Yeah, I agree. I don't know about the best bowl game though. Like that's kind of that's well. There's not a, there's not a lot of own two teams out there. You know, yeah. you you think about it, it's probably going to be a power five team like right? Washington. So you have Washington, um, Washington and Cal are really yeah. I would say the two power five teams that are zero and two. That have a chance to go to a good bowl game, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe but it could. Yeah. I, I think East Carolina is another. Oh, East Carolina, I think is right there. Yeah. Is yeah. there a two and O team that goes under, or or do you have a team? Well, I was thinking Georgia. I I like Georgia State just because oh, I like okay. them. For, I think once they get in the conference. But then uh, here's an interesting one I just saw, Tulsa. Oh yeah, T- Tulsa. Tulsa, yeah. Tulsa has scored forty points. Yeah. and has uh, 
Uh, they should have beat Notre Dame last week. And they their points four or four. Toledo played. Or Toledo, Toledo. Yeah, yeah they, they played oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Yeah. That's who they played. So, yeah, yeah. so they lost to UC Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Tulsa Tulsa has points four is forty, so they've scored forty points, and yep. they've only and they've given up forty seven. Oof. So yeah. Right there. Okay. Uh, so on the on the flip side. Yep. So the overachieving team. So this is the other way. Teams that overachieve spread thirty or more. There's only eight of them this year. Um, and they're again, they're not all two and zero. Um, but you have Rutgers. Iowa, Utah State, Georgia, Army, Michigan, Marshall, yeah. Virginia, right? Yeah. yeah. So what he says is out of those teams that overachieve oh. by, by 30 points or more, 33, almost 33% of them finish at 9-3 or better. Oh, okay. okay. Utah State is my absolute pick for just starting on fire and burying Shitting the bed. And shitting okay. the bed and ending up below 500 in the season. Those guys suck. 45% of them finish at least 500. And then, so 21%, only 21%, or tw- sorry, about twenty two and a half percent end up under five hundred that start two and zero based on these overachievers, right? Yeah. yeah. So again, that's not all two and zero teams, but kind of gives you a picture yeah. of what what happens here. Yeah. So, so you're going with Utah State, absolutely. Okay, Casey, do you have a thought? Uh, the New Mexico Lobos. <laughs> They're two and zero. Okay, um, I am going to go with. The Baylor Bears. Mm. Okay. Wow. Ba- okay. Baylor on paper, and we'll talk about this in a couple minutes. But on paper, they've looked impressive, but they're not. Okay. And I think they get crushed when it comes to uh, Big Twelve. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we'll we'll get into Baylor here in a minute. So all right, boss. Hope that helps you out. Um, put your bets in on your totals or whatever you're doing there <laughs> from here. Hey, we got another favorite segment that's sneaking its way back in. <laughs> We're just, we just keep sneaking these segments back in. How about a tale from the honey hole? Tales from the Honey Hole. Everything is honey, everywhere I see. Everything is honey, and that's quite all right with me. Ah, Winnie the Pooh. Yep. I love this song. Uh, so Jake, another guy, a uh, friend of the podcast, went on a couple times. He asked a question on Twitter, a little bit of a debate back and forth. He, had, he was saying that, you know, he was asking if you should just bet the dog every time you see a 50-point spread. And he's referencing the Bama Mercer game because Bama didn't cover as, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, he guessed that he guessed that fifty point favorites cover those points just twenty percent of the time. That's what he said. He yeah. said on a guess, twenty percent. Okay, means eighty percent. You're accurate eighty percent of the time, knowing okay. nothing was spread. What do you guys think if Jake's right or not? About no, that? no way Vegas would let that happen. Eighty <laughs> percent because yeah. if if they were coming at eighty percent, there would never be a fifty point spread. Exactly. I mean, that would just be yeah. Well, are, I mean, but you got to think too, like how many times a season. Is there a fifty point spread? I can actually answer that. Okay, it's it's about it's about well two oh, oh, three. What? No, no, no. Well, there's a bunch of them last week because because uh, like, they're, they're all playing the FCS all the FCS teams. Teams. So, oh, so, they're okay. very, so they happen very early. Yeah. It's very rare you see a, uh, an in conference game like yeah. or like yeah. uh, spread like that. It happens from time to time, but it's very rare. But but the, uh, it's about two percent. So I have so I did I did I went back to 2013, six thousand games. There's been about 233, and actually, I, I cast it a little bit wider net. Yeah, there's actually fewer. There's only 46 50 point spreads. Okay, going back to 2013, I cast it a little bit wider net into the analysis with any spread over 40, okay. which is also still pretty rare. It's yeah, only about two yeah. percent that are over 40 points. Okay, so what do you think? How many? What was the? I would. I'm gonna say so. Teams, teams that covered a fifty point spread, yeah, or, if, or well, in this case, it's just forty points, but yeah, but okay, but the forty, same, yeah, um, the, the two hundred thirty three games. I'm gonna say teams that are favored by forty or more covered fifty two percent of the time. Yes, I was gonna go like fifty percent. Fifty percent. Those yeah. are yeah, those are good. Those are both like good guesses. The the um, so it it just it turned out of, of this sample there were uh, the the uh, the fifty five percent. Oh, okay. Uh, covered the forty points. Did not cover. I did not cover. Okay. So the so the home team is all always home teams. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh Early yeah. Yeah. In the yeah. Season. Yep. Yep. And it's you know it's like mostly against like Austin P and Nichols and mm-hmm. Southern Utah and Gardner Webb and those things, and like and and the so there actually is a little bit to 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 this where if you you you'd be right fifty five percent of the time just betting the dog, so it's pro- so it actually is profitable. Okay. Uh, it's not a great bet. But it's not terrible because there's just not very many games. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, you have like, to bet every single one. And of last them. week was a big loser because if you would have bet, because there's a bunch of teams like Oklahoma beat they uh, covered they covered seventy six to you know seventy six to zero. There's and there was a couple other ones too that like easily easily I think Auburn easily covered fifty points. And there's actually a bunch of bunch of those games. But here's what's interesting. So so we, I got to digging into the Bama uh, Mercer game or the the Bama Mercer game made me like interested in in 
sort of what Bama's tendencies are. Yeah. Because we know that Bama, in the past research, that Bama is not like other teams in that they, they tend to cover against uh, conference opponents and not yeah. against yep. non-cons. Yeah. So get this. Uh, in the last 30 games, Bama has, uh, against the spread in conference, is 18 and, or sorry, 17 and 13. Okay. 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 So, you know, definitely covering more, more often than not. The over is 18 and 12. And this is in okay. conference games. Yeah. So Bama is not stepping, they're not taking their foot off the gas. Like they are, no. Like, like mm-hmm. these, these are going over. Out of conference, though, it's the exact opposite 12 and 18, 13 and 17. Out of conference, they do not cover. They do not. They take their foot off. Saban yeah. takes his foot off of the gas. He, he he plays the long game. Yeah, he's he's looking to to put teams away early and then get those backups in. Yep. And that's why they can repeat that, that re- replicate yeah. that yeah. success so every so year because those guys. Yeah, and, yeah. Because those guys, by the time they get to be starters, they already have a bunch of game yep. experience. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And when you have a system like that, you can just feed it and you can do that. But yeah. Here, yeah. So here's the best part of this analysis about Bama. So I went and looked at their their non-conference games where they are 40 or more, favored by 40 or more. And there's in the last, and this is going back to 2009, there's been uh, seven Con- oh, conference co- games. Non-conference, non-conference games conference where games. they're favored by more than 40 points. Okay. Bama's 0-7. Oh, they do not they, they he, the mercy effect, dude. Yeah. I'm just saying like the mercy. Yeah. Like he, he Saban takes it easy. Owen seven. If you so basically if you ever see if you want to talk about the honey holes, if you ever see Bama favored by more than forty points against a non conference opponent, take the take fucking it. dog. Yeah. yeah. Owen yeah. seven. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. All right. Thank you for that tale from the honey hole, dingus. You're welcome. It's time for some ham. Humans Man. against mathematical models. All right. And with the Yahoo Pick'em, we are back to ham. Uh, so, Dingus, talk about some numbers from last week. It was only a matter of time, Legion. I didn't think it would be this soon, though. The Dingus <laughs> has taken its rightful place at the head of the table and is in first place, baby. 27, 21, 56%. What's up? Hey, nice. dummy. <laughs> What? It's tied. <laughs> it's tied for first with four other humans. It's one game ahead of me yeah. and three games away from being five hundred. Don't be a pissy little carbon sack, Casey. The dingus is now and will continue to cave in all of the human faces it ever encounters. So just it, shut up. Well, I mean, if, if past performance is an even halfway decent predictor of future success, I mean we shouldn't be surprised to see our robots right. float to the top, right? That's right, Kenny knows. Well, robots are for stupid assholes. Whoa. Yeah. And all I'm saying is the pick'em is pretty much a dead heat. Six games separates first place from 18th. Well, the stupid asshole thing is definitely not true. But no, I, I True. Nope. False. But I will reluctantly admit there were some good human pickers out there this week. Yeah, some good results. Contra 20 tied the dingus, went 15 and 10. Yep. Fours up and Husker Junkie both hit 14. Return of the Whack, Arnold, and yours truly hit 13. Uh, Casey returned to his normal picking percentage of under 500, 12 and 13. Good job, human expert. Still ahead of you, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, God. Still early. Uh, You know what's going to happen. Head head of your Kangas. Did did you guys see uh, poor Bus only got... Ten games. Oh uh, man, it's the it's a show curse. Yeah, it's the show curse. Yeah, he and uh, Heem Show Live took a big step back on it. Oh yeah, this week. Poor Heem Show. Nothing was quite as bad as a uh, No Coast Jake's eight though. He puts an eight. That's not good. That's not. Yeah, gonna gonna need you to not do that again, there, uh, Jake. Did I please. see? Did I see that it was a week one? Tabor got like one game right. Uh, he, only, he, he only picked. picked he only picked. I'll pick one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's how you don't win. It's yeah. units. <laughs> it, it's games one. That's how you beat the dingus. That's right. Right. He's not playing anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the human resistance is already starting to crumble. Yep. Uh, which I think deep down we all love to see because deep down we all understand that humans are just we're just bad animals. Yep. You know? <laughs> That's why we like robots to win. Yeah. And you know, with that delightful thought in mind, <laughs> let's get into some DKI numbers <laughs> for this week. <laughs> all right. So our DKI stats is kind of like our weather report. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 So get this. There are six games with a DKI of four or less. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Still, with those six games waiting this, the average DKI is still 5.9. That's as bad as last week. Yeah. <laughs> it tells you, you get mixed in with the good matchups. There's a lot of hot, gross-ass garbage out there this week. We're yeah. going to talk about a couple doozies, as always, here. In fact, balancing out those six good games, we have six games six games with a DKI above 7.5, and two of those are just 
devastation, just ruin, <laughs> just financial ruin, emotional ruin the, above eight. It's the eight, great, eight, oh. the Great London Fire oh, of sixteen hundred or whatever yeah. it was. When yeah, it burned, like, it's like every earthquake wrapped into <laughs> one giant earthquake. It's like that tsunami that hit like fifteen <laughs> yeah. years ago. Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about one of those later, but <laughs> of course, oh, holy <laughs> shit, that's destructive. I mean, you watch Eastern Michigan play UMass. I don't <laughs> care. Yeah. And it's but it's at Eastern Michigan. That's the uh, one thing. Oh yeah, we should have okay. a great. We should we should scale in the the blue field and the gray field. The yep. gray field. That's true. I might just tune in just to see it because it's really cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, but if you like, if you if like, you're like, honey, I'm gonna watch these two teams play. Oh yeah. I mean, even she's gonna go. What the fuck is wrong with you? We're, we, you said we were gonna go to my mom's. Like, no, I gotta watch Eastern Michigan play UMass. <laughs> like, that's an instant divorce. She would pack up her shit and leave. <laughs> yeah. I don't care how solid your relationships <laughs> exactly. are. Exactly. They're not surviving it. They just they they, they just aren't. They're just nope. not gonna happen. Never. The Quest for Two. Baylor at Kansas. And we could have picked another team for the rest uh, for the race for two, but fuck that. Yeah. The Quest yeah. for Two. This is our Gone. classic segment. As Kansas tries to make that great march towards two wins as they do every year <laughs> so they'll open up their big 12 season against the baylor bears baylor 2-0 opened at 17 now at 18 total only 49 and a half at dki surprisingly only 6.7 yeah. i thought it'd be higher than that so casey does kansas get win number two yeah we'll see uh kansas hung tight with the chance last week it was 22 to 28 in the third quarter and then coastal just took off uh, Leopold does have himself a quarterback and Jason Bean uh, I like what they did offensively last week as well Baylor hasn't played anyone so far so we really don't know what kind of team they have so I actually like Kansas to keep it close and cover the 17 Baylor wins 31 21 mm, I don't know I I don't think there's a lot to be excited about if you are the Jayhawk football fan, the only one, the one and only. <laughs> Is that your grandpa? <laughs> yeah, that's my deceased grandmother, so now they're down to zero. Uh, Leopold is one and one, uh, but 0 and 2 where it counts, and that's against the spread. The market has this one shaking out to about 34 16 based on the total and the side, but the Jayhawks are eight points below expectation offensively and a pretty incredible 15 points below on defense. I mean, Baylor's offense does need work, but that D is going to be way too good for this trash fire of a Kansas team. Maybe Leopold turns it around in the future. He's just at, working at such a huge deficit right now. I don't see it. 38-14, Bears cover. I'll take the I'll take the Baylor Bears. Yeah, if you look at the Big 12, if there was a team that was going to end the magical elusive quest, it's this one. Yeah. Like Baylor is the second worst team, I think, in the Big 12. Uh, Bears, like like I said earlier, the Bears offensive numbers look impressive, but they put up those yards against Texas State and Texas yeah. Southern. Yeah, nobody. There's just nothing to like, I think, on that offense. I mean, not that Kansas is that much of a step up from those two teams. Yeah, not a ton. Uh, but, I mean, they at least have, I guess, a handful of players who deserve to be on an FBS roster. Maybe a couple of those transfers yeah. from Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't happen though. Quest continues. Kansas goes down. I'm docking with Vegas pretty hard here. Yeah, Thirty-four seventeen Baylor. So that means you're taking Kansas to cover. Barely. <laughs> Nebraska at Oklahoma. And just when you thought we had wriggled ourselves loose of the curse of talking about the Huskers as they exit the, the race for two, we put them in another corner with <laughs> the Huskers. Uh, that lovely intro. That's Palace, right? Yep. Yep. When she was just a, a, wee, little, yeah, a wee little lass. Yeah, it yes. was like early on in her violin yeah. playing days, which have it had to be like come to an end. 2013, something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so line stayed pretty steady, and I don't know what the money, what's going on with the money. Maybe you can answer that on this one, Dingus, but opened at 22, 22 and a half now, total at 62. Uh, because of the rivalry here, we're looking at DK at 3.3, so I think people will be tuning in. There, there are a couple of other good games in this time slot at 11? At 11. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple. Are there of, really? I was wondering, like, why the hell did we get such a fucking shitty Time slot for well, that's just, like, that's, this is like the best. No, because this, 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 this is the Fox's. This Fox's big game is at noon. Is it yeah, 11? big big noon kickoff? Yeah. And actually, the um the ratings for the big noon kickoff have been through the roof really? this year. Yeah, Weird. they're they're up huge. Now, last year, obviously, they were down just because yeah, you know people. Uh, yeah. 
people weren't watching, but you've got Cincinnati, Indiana, you uh, got Virginia yeah. Tech, West Virginia. I mean, Michigan State, Miami, which yeah. I might actually yeah. have that one on the main screen. We'll get to that later. But yeah, um, okay. Again, I think Lake Baylor numbers can be deceiving, and I think Nebraska. Um, they're like 22nd in the country in total yards per game, but they've padded that big time yeah. in, in the last two games. And there's just huge glaring issues. Even against Buffalo, you there's things that were just like, uh, oh boy. Yeah, dude. That's going to be an issue, especially on offense. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. That offense, I think, is a mess. Um, and, you know, when you're talking about Adrian Martinez being your best player and saving your team, you've got a problem. You just <laughs> do. Mm. You just do. I think actually, I don't think there's any way that Nebraska wins this game, but I think that first half is really going to be a barometer for where Scott Frost goes as a coach. Maybe even his next stop (laughs) after Nebraska, because they're not going to hang the whole game. I mean, they're no, they're going to lose. But the I think the question really is, can Frost and staff at least put together a game plan that can keep them competitive for a half? Mm -hmm. You know, those first like six, seven minutes, those first couple drives, I think are going to be really key. Because if Oklahoma comes out and just Torches them, mm-hmm. it's going to be a long day. Yeah. If they can find oh, yeah. a way to stay in it, they might hang around till third quarter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I have forty-four twenty-four. Oh, um, Nebraska. I have Nebraska covering, covering barely. Actually, yeah. I I probably go over as my official play. Okay, uh, on this okay. one, because um, I don't think we'll hope his defense is elite. I think they can find a few holes in that defense. Maybe, yeah, if the offensive line can figure out how to block anybody, <laughs> which is a big question. <laughs> they won't. Yeah. Yeah, I still contend this Nebraska team is not good. Even though their best game they've played so far was last week. Um, you know, the, the O-line is terrible, which makes the run, guy, run game almost non-existent. But Adrian is seemingly back to doing things he was doing when he was a freshman. Yeah. He has two runs know? of 70 yards. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and he looked like he was a magician a couple times yeah. in that game. Where like, how did he? Get how escape. did he? How did he get out of that? But that's kind of scary to think that against Buffalo, you, your quarterback oh, has to be yeah. an escape artist. Well, right. That's that's the that's the issue. He should have five six seconds to throw yeah. every yeah. single time. Yeah. So uh, the defense, I think, is good. Uh, but this week they're gonna have to face Spencer Rattler, self trained wizard. And, that's mm-hmm. right. And uh, and Frost is is in way over his head in this one. Lincoln Riley is such a better coach. Um, I mean, the out coaching continues for Frost and his staff. The real question is if the Land Thieves can cover that twenty-two and a half. I think they can. Um, there's nothing on that Nebraska offense that gives me hope that they can even score in the thirties. I mean, last week they did have three touchdowns called back, um, and they scored, and they you know they had mm-hmm. it was twenty-eight. That so, should have been a much bigger route. Yeah, yeah. So, but Which is I mean, surprising because I was like. Yeah, Pretty I thought Buffalo was going to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is like it's the same issues over and yeah. over again with it. Like the reason why the three three uh, touchdowns got called back was because of the fucking penalties, right? You know, are bullshit. So, yeah, I don't think the Huskers can keep up. I like I said, forty eight twenty is my score. I'll take the over as well because mm-hmm. I just think yeah, that we're the, at the same total. Yeah, I, I think in there. I think um, Sooners are just gonna. It, it's a track me, and Nebraska cannot. There, it's like. It's like world class athletes, and then running like the hundred meters, and then me. <laughs> like, not, maybe not that different. That would be. That's different. what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so, Kenny, to answer your question, seventy four percent of the money is on Oklahoma to cover the twenty two. Whoa! But the line's not moved much. Yeah. So what's that tell you? That sharps. That yeah. That, that big or at least big money. I mean, it's not necessarily sharks, but usually people bet big, big money know what the fuck they're doing, or they don't bet big money for long. So, so, and I, th- I think, I think the reason is the Sooners' defense did not look good at all against Tulane. The Green Wave almost shocked the college football world. Yep, definitely shocked the betting market, and it didn't seem fluky. Tulane had five drives, five touchdowns, and all but one of those scoring drives was less than eight plays. Nice. That is sustained success. Yep. Uh, they converted their thirds down, third downs. They won the line of scrimmage. I mean, etc. Like that is, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a punt return and a pick six and a scoop yeah. score. It wasn't a yeah. bunch of fluky shit. Like they sustained. They played the game. They played and they played well and they damn near beat them, beat the Sooners. You know, I, I I'm not sure how much better Nebraska is than Tulane. I think they'd be favored if they played each other. Eight or nine, probably. Yeah, I would say yeah. like at least a touchdown. Um, and at the very least, there's a blueprint now out there for how to play against Oklahoma's defense, which looks like it's as bad as it was prior to 2020. Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. They took a big step forward last year, mm-hmm. but before that, they were a fucking dumpster fire. And yeah. like the offense was like winning them games, but mm-hmm. without without that like high powered offense, Oklahoma was a was a sub maybe a 500 team. Yeah, you know they were giving up 35 points a game, like one of the worst defenses. So. I don't know how f- smart Frost is. I don't know if he's smart enough to read and understand the blueprint, but at least it's out there. 
but none of that matters. Our models all agree. Nebraska loses but hangs in there just like Tulane did. Sooners win 38-24. Nebraska beats market expectations. Yeah, the, the thing is is that I would say that um, Willie Fritz is a head and shoulders better coach above Scott Frost. Perhaps. Like, I mean, just... Perhaps, yeah. Maybe he could be the next Nebraska coach. I, he's not power five I, I almost, so. I almost wish that they would have hired him, you know, back and like when they're hiring Riley, like his name was being thrown out there. And yeah, they, yeah, they, they kind of run the triple option. They've gone away from that yeah. Tulane a yeah. little bit more. Hey, by the way, um, some coaching speculation. Um, we didn't talk about the USC news. Oh yeah, oh that, yeah. That Clay, uh, Clay Helton got. Uh, Kiffin got Kiffin. Kiffin. Yep. I think we should just call it getting U.S. seed now, because <laughs> yeah, like Kiffin and Helton both got yeah. have gotten U.S. seed. Yeah. Um, but uh, the athletic director at USC came from Cincinnati. Oh. So now the speculation so is, Fickle? is that Fickle okay. might be a front runner. He, it's probably his job if he wants it. Yeah. Okay. But I think if Fickle takes a USC job, I think Alex Grinch goes to Cincinnati. Oh, okay. As the head coach. Interesting. All right. All right. So, That's not bad. Right. We'll still in the Big Twelve. I mean, they'd be in the Big Twelve and. Two years or whatever. Yeah. So, but it'll be interesting because there might be a bunch of coaches that are that are kind of auditioning for the USC job. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, Franklin. I think Franklin. Might Franklin. Be. Yeah, I think he's in there. Yeah. yeah. Nevada at Kansas State. Um, all these games I noticed kind of have sort of a Western flavor to yeah. them. Oh, okay. Yeah, just a yeah. little bit. So this one, Nevada, um, on the road against Kansas State. Wildcats are two point underdogs. Two yeah, point underdogs yep. to Nevada. Uh, Total at fifty DKI six. It's gonna be a boring game, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, holy shit, guys! Uh, three Big Twelve games in a row. All right. Wow, all right, that's incredible. Look, we told you pre in the preseason podcast uh, mm, previews that did. the Wolfpack was gonna be good this season. This team beat Cal Week One, and quarterback Carson Strong is completing sixty eight percent of his passes, has nearly seven hundred yards, six touchdowns, only one interception so far in two games. Is that good? I think that's pretty good. Pretty, yeah. pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, Kansas State quarterback Skylar Thompson went out last week with a knee injury. He is out for an indefinite amount of time. Backup Will Howard was uh, not that great Ron last Howard's week. son, I presume? Uh, Nephew. No, nephew. Nephew. Oh, I think it's Clint Howard's even son. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's why he's so shitty. Okay, got it. Um, the lesser Howard. Yeah. <laughs> the one that has a part in every single Ron Howard that, movie, that, plus the water boy and other things. Yep, yeah. that's right. Uh, I think he was the ice cream man, I think, in that horror movie. Anyway, um, he went eight for 17 uh, coming in. And against the, like, what, South Dakota, like, or some, like, F- FCS team, right? South Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this will make the Wildcats one-dimensional by basically only running the ball with Deuce Vaughn. K-State's defense is pretty good, but I think they'll just get worn down in the second half, and Nevada's offense is going to explode all over Kenny's face. Ooh. Yeah, in his wow. face. Wow. Uh, I like the Wolfpack, actually, to win kind of big here, 28-17. Mm. Does Norvell come back to Lincoln to be the head coach? Ooh. That would be awesome. And if he does, does he bring Callahan oh. back with him as the oh line coach? That would be awesome. Doc Sadler's back on Hoiberg's staff. What if Callahan came back as the O line coach? <laughs> that would be so good. Callahan is such a good offensive uh, line yes. coach. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. This is a good offensive He's line. just, uh, yeah. God dang. I wish that would have worked out because I, yeah. I, I am like the one guy in Nebraska that like, loves I still think, Callahan. I will, st- I will still talk about, I will talk about how if we were in the Big Ten at the time that Bill Callahan was coaching. Oh, we would have won the Big Ten oh, a few times. Yeah, yep. we'd have dice those fuckers, yep, yep. dude. Because that was like right. Because because uh, Cosgrove came from Minnesota, and then like the spread hit the yeah, Big Twelve, yep, and yeah. he didn't know how to defend it. Right. Yeah. But he did know how to defend those shitty offenses yeah. up in. Yeah. The Big and at 10. that time, they were really shitty. Offenses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yep. I agree with that. So here's a quote from the Big Twelve preview. Uh, if you're betting KSU over six wins, you're betting on Thompson to stay healthy. Best of luck to you. Who said that? Uh, I did. Good. And uh, <laughs> and here we are in Kansas State's third game, and just like in their third game last year, Kansas State will be Sands Skyler. How important is that? Well, uh, Kansas State soundly beat an apparently pretty good Stanford yeah, team week one. Yep. And then almost lost to Southern Illinois. Oh, Southern like, Illinois. The Salukis. The Salukis. Uh, Salukis. That's week right. two. Yeah. Why did they almost lose to the Salukis? Probably because, as Casey said, Will Howard took over. Clint Howard's son took over. <laughs> uh, let me see what happened last year when uh, Howard took over. Oh, the Wildcats lost their last five games in a row. But, you know, in fairness, Howard actually did win three games against Texas Tech, TCU, and Kansas. And the losses, two of those, uh, two of those five losses, uh, Oklahoma State and Baylor were by a combined three points. Okay. So there's some fall off, I think, for sure. But maybe it, maybe it's not as bad as people 
are thinking it's going to be. Our models all agree it's going to be a close game, and the good news is the data already includes a bunch of Will Howard <laughs> games from last year. So, so uh, KSU wins 24-23, to 23, too close on the side. Uh, I, I Maybe under is the play. It's also pretty close to the total. So um, I don't know. Under. I'll take under, but I don't like it. I'm still trying to figure out how Stanford managed to beat USC last week. Yeah, I don't. They had bar- don't. they they had like 235 yards of offense know. against Kansas State. Uh, yeah, Carson Strong has looked great. I think he challenges a secondary that hasn't really been tested yet. Yeah, uh, Kangas has 28-27 Nevada. Yeah, so. Um, Money, I, well, no, I was gonna say money line, but they're favored. They're so. favored, so actually, I have. I mean, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the over as my okay. official play, just because I don't like that line at all. But Nevada very well may come in there and beat them like twenty-eight to seven. Yeah. It very well could happen. So, that's my pick. Over Utah at San Diego State. All right, staying out west as the Utes and the Aztecs. Battle in San Diego is where? Where's San Diego? Are they playing? They're not playing their games in San Diego this year, are they? Because they're they're getting a new stadium built. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, I have no idea. Yeah, I think they're playing somewhere else. So, mm. I mean, I could probably look that up. That would take time. Is it the old? Is the old Charger Stadium? <laughs> no, it's it's like in like Carson, California, or something like that. Mm. Oh, it's, bustling uh, Carson. Yeah, but it, it's something like that. I'm, I'm almost positive. I'm probably making a fool of myself. Zero people as go there. Usual. I wonder how many people attend that game. Probably um, like fucking sixteen. I'm going to go with 14,000. Whoa. I'm going to go under. <laughs> maybe that's right. Maybe maybe it's close enough to home people to make the drive. <laughs> Why would you go watch San Diego State play if you had to drive like more than an hour in fucking Southern California traffic? Like, no. Yeah. My bias uh, is against Southern California traffic. So Yeah, I mean, if the, if the stadium's like across the street. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Carson's not down the street from San Diego. No, Carson's like, isn't it like, in the Inland Empire area, yeah, or is it, yeah. But I don't know. I I might just be making all of this up. Might be a fever dream from the narcotics and um, <laughs> anesthesia from my surgery last week. Very well could be. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean that way actually. Um, <laughs> all right. So anyway, this game, um, kind of like. Um, oh, I had a question for you first. Yes. Casey. Okay. So how would you feel right now if Kyle Whittingham said he was coming to Nebraska next year as a coach? Are you? Is he still your guy, or are you kind of off that train? Yeah, I think he's still. I think he's still my guy. Yeah, I I, I think that Utah doesn't have the, um, doesn't quite have the uh, support, the resources, the resources. He out coaches his talent, or he co- he like he out coaches opponents because his talent is less. Yeah, I mean, I know like BYU, like he got beat by BYU, beat him, but that's a rivalry. But, but, I mean, but like, but I, he's usually up in the top three of the division. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is, like historically, like he outcoaches yeah. his talent. Yeah, I mean, he's beating, you know, he's beating like USC and UCLA for that yeah. for those divisions. Arizona State, you know, for those divisions. So, you know, I think it's just yes. Okay, I found where San Diego State's playing their home games this year. Okay, Dignity Health Sports Park in. Carson, California. There you go. You knew it. <laughs> don't know how I knew that. Uh, so anyway, uh, like last week, I really don't know who covers this line. I don't really care about the line. Uh, the question is, can San Diego State shut down another Pac-12 opponent? Mm. They did it last week against Arizona. Uh, given what this offense has done for the first two weeks, it doesn't seem likely, though. Uh, both teams play well in defense, but, man, that San Diego State offense really puts the ass in <laughs> Aztecs. Well, according to S&P, they have the 122nd-ranked offense. Whoa. And that's playing against teams that are 74th and 75th their first two games. Oh, all, right. Yeah. all right, all right. So, yeah, this team couldn't score in a Belarusian whorehouse with oh. a trunk full of rubles. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right. Dynamite. Another stat to keep an eye on, both teams combined are averaging only 60 offensive snaps per team per per game. So that's that's not a good way to put up a bunch of points. And they have a combined nine plays over 30 yards. Between wow. the two teams, see that's and that's weird to me because like Utah has has a, has like an established quarterback, and usually that offense runs you know through yeah. their quarterback. Yeah, and yeah, Charlie Brewer just must not have not be playing very well. Well, and the the line or the total is forty four and a half. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. Utah's nine and a half point favorites, but I just don't think there's enough time even to get to that paltry forty five points. Take the under. At a 6.2, don't watch this game, Legion, I would say. Uh, I'm going to go 23-14 Utah, but uh, under is the official play here. Yeah, well, the game's on super late. So it's like 9.30. 9.30, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was super disappointed in the way Utah played last week. Jaron Hall just 
diced him up all over the place last week. He did a lot of damage on the ground. He ran for 92 yards. They did hold Tyler Algier to only 3.8 a carry. So it was really just Jaron Hall being able to scramble and make plays and, and run. So the Aztecs like to hand the ball off to Husker transfer Greg Bell. I think they, what did they call him when he was here? The Eel? Isn't that what they called him? I don't know. Uh, I mean, the he was here for like, two, really he quickly. Was like <laughs> two games. Uh, Utah's also a step up in talent from the other two games they played, like Kenny said. I think Utah loads the box and makes Jordan Brookshire beat them with his arm. And he has not been very good, only completing 48.5% of his passes and only two touchdowns and one interception. I think he throws at least another interception here. And Utah gets right. Charlie Brewer's going to have a really good game, I think. I'm hoping. Come on, Charlie Brewer. Utes win <laughs> and cover 31-14. By the way, this is a 6 o'clock kickoff game. Oh, it okay. is a 6 yeah. o'clock? Oh, I thought it was super late. No. For 1,000 points, what's the capital of Belarus? Minsk. There you go. Oh, also my favorite. Also my dude. favorite. Uh, also my favorite <laughs> video game character from Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. Gate. Yeah. That's Minsk, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's, I think it's spelled the same. Is it? Oh, okay. I think so. I don't know. I can't. Dude, I don't know how I knew that. Dude, that's <laughs> fucking nuts. Yeah. Is Jesus. that like the only like former Russian city that you know? No, because you know Kiev. Kiev. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what? Are, oh, uh, st- uh, Stone. No, what the fuck is it? I can't remember. Estonia. Estonia. Estonia is uh, the country. No, t- Tallinn. Tallinn. No, I don't know that one. I don't know that one either. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Utah's been uh, actually a little bit worse than disappointing. I'd say they've been kind of bad so yeah. far this year. They didn't yeah. cover against uh, Weber State. And then that game was a two-score game late in the third. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. last week, they, you know, you said they lost to BYU, which, by the way, Kenny and I predicted. So suck it, bus and Casey, you stupid humans who mm-hmm. liked Kay. Utah. Uh, the pick, the uh, pocket dingus version three is way out on its own, predicting an Aztec win. The other three models have Utah winning a close, low-scoring game. I'm going to go with dog under as the play. I think Utah wins a close one. 20 to 14 under is strong. Didn't one of the pocket dinkses have the score like 15 to 5 or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? That's an awesome score. (laughs) Utah State at Air Force. All right, another game out west. We'll stay out there for this one. Air Force, seven-point favorite, started at 8 Total 53.5. DKI sneaking up towards that mm. 7 is at 6.8. <laughs> it's smelling the 7. Yeah. <laughs> Stop smelling the 6.9. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I'd yeah, love to smell a 6.9. <laughs> yeah, you would. Uh, Utah State, we talked about this. It's off to a 2-0 start, which I think is surprising. But when you look at how they got there, it actually makes a little bit more sense. And those wins... They were those wins were super ugly. The uh, that Wazoo game was a six to five game. Talking about fifteen to five. <laughs> yeah. It was six to five at halftime in the Wazoo game. What the fuck? And and uh, and and Utah State ended up winning on a touchdown with fourteen seconds left. And then they beat uh, North Dakota, but they had to come back from a twenty-one to seven deficit. And North Dakota led that game until midway through the third. I mean, admittedly, the Aggies' uh, offense looks improved with Logan Bonner at the helm, but that defense is still really really bad the Aggies are like 70th in points per play and they're giving up 5.7 yards per carry that's 110th and not exactly what you want to see when you're going on the road against the Air Force mm-hmm. uh, you know and Air Force is just grinding out you know uh, yards as they usually do but they're playing incredible defense so far this year uh, we have excellent model agreement on this one finally uh, 2010 Falcons and I'm taking the under as well yeah, this is a pretty interesting matchup. Utah State, like you said, beat Wazoo week one, and they doubled up North Dakota last week. Uh, they have yet to play a run-heavy team like Air Force. Uh, Air Force defense, like you just said, and lights out. They held Navy to 68 total yards yeah, exactly. last week. Exactly. Here's the really good stat from last week. Navy had 34 rush attempts <laughs> and only 36 <laughs> oh, yards rushing. Ouch. That Ouch. is crazy. Navy is absolutely awful mm-hmm. this year. However, in their first game versus Lafayette, they uh, Air Force allowed their uh, Lafayette's quarterback to go 11 of 17 for like 170 yards. Uh, Logan Bonner is going to light them up. I like the Aggies to win outright. What? Money line plus 260, Utah State 27-24. Well, in Utah State, like you said, surprisingly good on offense. We'll see if it's in a, uh, you know, a, a smoke and mirrors yeah. or not. Um, this week, I think we'll test whether Air Force has a solid D or Navy's offense is <laughs> just that awful. That's a good point. The, I, I read that 
the offensive coordinator was fired by the athletic director. Oh, yeah. But and then, then Nui Atomolo convinced him to rehire him as the quarterback's coach. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Fucking crazy. They like, tar- they, like, tarmac that o- OC guy. Yeah, yeah. He w- it was, like, almost immediately after yeah, the yeah. game here. Like, yeah. psh, gone. gone. Yeah. They, they scored, like, 37 points in the last nine games or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so terrible. Crazy. Uh, 30-17 Air Force in this one. So mm. they cover. Lightning round. Cincinnati at Indiana. All right, 11 o'clock game. Indiana opens a four-and-a-half-point underdogs down to three-and-a-half. Total 50, DKI of 5.8. Yeah, Cincinnati's basically had two live-action scrimmages, so hard to tell how good they are. Indiana lost to an apparently a really good Iowa team. Who saw that coming? You guys don't have to talk to your kids about Iowa? <laughs> Not, Not yet. yet. Not yet. No. Uh, Bearcats win, but don't cover the four. Cincy, 31-30. Yeah, I'm going to go 30-23 Bearcats. I think Fickle is auditioning for the USC gig. Okay, Kingus has it. Uh, the, the the Kingus has it the closest at a seven point Bearcat win. The other models have Cincy blowing the doors off of Indy, which I think is exactly what's going to happen. Bearcats win and cover thirty six fourteen. Coastal Carolina at Buffalo. Coastal Carolina on the road traveling to upstate New York, down to twelve point favorites. Started at thirteen and a half, fifty seven and a half total. DKI of five point five. Yeah, Coastal's offense is far and away better than Nebraska's. Buffalo will have some success on the ground, but the Shants will outrun them 38-20. It's crazy to see the spread is nearly identical. Oh, so yeah. It's going in the other direction, though. Nebraska's went up. I think Buffalo's going to improve as the year goes on. I think Coastal Carolina may be the best and maybe the most fun to watch mm. group of five team. They're just they're just an entertaining team. Mm-hmm. I think Buffalo slows down and wears out. Coastal Carolina, though, loses 35-28. Yeah, Coastal Carolina had better improve at stopping the run. They're giving up more than four yards per carry and ranked below 100th in yards per game, and that's against the Citadel and Kansas, by the way. Yeah. A uh, lot of model disagreement on this one. Average is out to 43-27, chance win and cover. Michigan State at Miami, Florida. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, now it's six and a half. Opened at six fifty-seven. DK five point three. I was kind of surprised. I thought this would be a little bit lower. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. The, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I have to go back. North, and look. Michigan State's not a sexy team. Yeah. yeah. Spartans killed a garbage Northwestern team. Miami got smashed by Bama, but came back last week and squeaked out a two-point win versus a good Appalachian State team. Miami still allowed four yards a carry in that one. I like Miami to win, but Sparty covers 30-28. Kenneth Walker has another big game. Put him on your fantasy team. Is that the Michigan State running back? Yep. Yeah, he yeah. didn't have a big game last week. He only had 57 yards. But they week. pulled him early. Yeah. yeah. He only had like eight he only had eight carries. No. I hate that the models are judging Michigan State a lot on last year. I I mean, I talked about them in the Big Ten preview. I mm-hmm. thought they had a chance at seven. I think they still do. They're going to crush Nebraska next week. Uh, but <laughs> but in this one, actually, uh, the Kanka says 31-21 Hurricanes. Okay. I, I, so you're, 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 I'm, I'm slowly becoming more persuaded. I'm not entirely convinced that Michigan State's good. The only reason I'm saying that is their defense looks really shitty. 71st in passing yards per game, 55th in rushing yards per game, and that's against – Northwestern and Youngstown State. Yeah, uh, I'm with I'm with the King. It's actually we're docking almost like, like damn, like hardcore. Canes win and cover thirty to twenty one. Alabama at Florida, and Florida plays their first team outside of the state of Florida. Alabama coming to town, opened at fifteen and a half. Now at fifteen, total fifty eight and a half. DKI a low 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 three point one. Casey, Bama smash thirty eight fourteen. Yeah, I'm gonna go forty seven thirty four. Bama. Um, although, you know, like we talked about earlier, Saban loves to punish SEC opponents when he can. We'll see what happens. Yep, going to be a beatdown just a matter of by how much models say Bama covers 50 to 30. <laughs> oh Take the overs. Uh, <laughs> Take so the, the goddamn o- overs. <laughs> I don't know about that, but the over is what I like. Yeah. Purdue at Notre Dame. Notre Dame opened at 7.5 down to 7. Yeah, 58.5 total DKI of 4.4. So hard to trust Notre Dame right now. Their rush defense is terrible. Purdue doesn't run the ball. They do have David Bell, who's probably a first-rounder, uh, and they're throwing the ball really efficiently right now. I think Kyron Williams goes off here, though, and that's why I like the Irish to win and cover 38-24. Yeah, another one, I don't know if I completely agree with the model, uh, but it, uh, the model tells me that uh, Notre Dame's going to win 37-24, hey, so Casey score. and I are docking Hell on this yeah. one. <laughs> um, uh, Irish better be on upset alert, though. Yeah, so the three models agree Notre Dame covers, and the uh, pocket <laughs> version three says Purdue wins by... <laughs> Uh, 14. 
<laughs> this fucking models this is, yes this is like out there just i like, love the pocket niggas version three that's so weird i definitely don't understand why it's doing that but the average score and all the models was 33 to 28 irish which feels right ish i don't know i i guess stay away i don't know that's what i'm saying <laughs> auburn at pennsylvania state all right open at six down to five for penn state at home in happy valley 53 total dki 4.6. It's actually higher than the Purdue-Notre Dame game. Interesting. Yeah. Penn State's defense shuts down Auburn. They haven't played anybody yet. Penn State wins, covers 24-10. I like the under here. I saw well. something like, this is like the fifth time in something like 70 years that an SEC team has played a top 10 team opponent on the road. Wow. Just, yeah. Wow. It, like, it never happens. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like dominating and leaving your own, and never leaving your own backyard, right? Right. Yeah, I like I like Penn State by the 14, just like Casey, a little bit higher scoring, 38-24. Franklin is auditioning for the USC gig. Yeah. Franklin and Fickle. Franklin and Fickle. Fickle and Einhorn. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kankus and the Dingy agree the score is around 28-24 Penn State. The other two models have Auburn winning, and the pocket Dingus version 3 has them winning in a fucking landslide 40-20. to 20, So I love that thing. Yeah. Actually, that's my favorite robot. Why in the ointment. <laughs> I, I love it. It's so uh, cool. Tigers get the upset? 28-24. Uh, yep. <laughs> Thanks, Pocket Dick. It's Pocket Dick. Virginia at North Carolina. All right, ACC play open at nine, now down to minus eight for North Carolina. Uh, total 66.5 DKI, 3.6, so an attractive matchup. Wow, yeah, tough one here. Uh, North Carolina seemingly got back on track last week versus Georgia State, but they have yet to establish a reliable run game. I do think Bronco copies Virginia Tech's defensive plan against the Tar Heels. I like Virginia to win. 24 to 21. Money line is plus 270. Oh, and this one's going under as well. I think Bronco needs to be in the conversation for the next Nebraska coach. Word. Okay. I think they're well disciplined. Right. They're a ton of fun to watch. They have good talent on the field. My model says 37 24 Tar Heels, but I'm not really sure about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it because that's what the model says, but I, I like Virginia a lot this mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I'm sold on Bronco after what he, what he did last year when he mm-hmm. completely put in a Wildcat offense and started winning games in the middle of the fucking season because all of his guys got hurt. Uh, he may be outgunned in this one, though. The pocket thing is version three. That's <laughs> so a close game. But the Kingus Dingus and the original, or the OGPD, as I'm calling it, the original the original gangster pocket, uh, uh, pocket Dingus, they all have a UNC by at least two scores. 44 to 30 heels. Uh, you spelled over wrong, Casey. Okay. Tulane at Ole Miss. Ole Miss, 14-point favorites. It stayed steady there. Total 76. <laughs> Holy shit. Whoa. DKI of 4.0. Oh, boy, let's go. Two great coaches, two really good offenses. I like Corral to out-duel Pratt. 42-28 Ole Miss under is actually my pick. You see Tulane put their SEC championships on their helmet. They put on a helmet sticker. It was like 1938, 42, and 47 <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yep. awesome. per- perfect troll, yeah, yeah, especially yeah, for this game. Absolutely. Uh, 41-37, Rebs win, but don't cover. Defense is completely optional in this one. The Kingus is uh, 78 was the lowest score for our Whoa. models. The rest had this one going easily over 48-40. Rebs, you spelled uh, over or wrong again. Again, apparently. I'm going to teach you how to spell over okay. <laughs> after there was show. Oh, thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. appreciate it. Arizona State at BYU. This one holding steady at a four-point favorite for the Sun Devils. Total 51.5. DKI 5.8. Yeah, Jaron Hall was super impressive last week. Arizona State has yet to play anyone. I think the Mormons' defense stops another decent offense. Mormons win another one against the Pac-12. That'll be three in a row. They're going to be Pac-12 champs here soon. (laughs) 27-24. We've been trying to tell you Hall is good. Weeks. We've been trying to convince you that. I know. I know. Yeah. Listen, now I'm convinced. Okay, good. Uh, The Golden Plates have been revealed to me. Oh, really? And can I report they get another win against their best opponent today? (laughs) Yeah. 34-27 Cougs win. Thanks, thanks, Joseph. (laughs) Joe. Thanks, Joe. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this this is one where the Kingus and the Dingus agree. BYU gets the upset. But the pick dinguses have this going the other way. I think, like, I, I personally think ASU's ground game is is too much for the Cougs to keep up with. But, but the models of the models, BYU keeps it close, thirty to twenty eight Devils. I am not gonna touch the side, but I will take the over. Fresno State at UCLA. Open at eleven and a half, down to eleven sixty two and a half total. DKI four point two. Hayner. Nobody else. Um, Hayner. <laughs> 
has over a thousand <laughs> yards in three games already. Plus, the Bulldog defense has actually been pretty decent. The Bruins impressed with their beatdown of LSU a couple weeks ago. Bruins win, but don't cover uh, Ukla 35-30. I think UCLA uh, might be becoming the favorite to win the big Pac-12 South. Yeah. Especially BYU beats Arizona State mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chick Kelly is auditioning <laughs> for the USC gig. <laughs> what the fuck here? <laughs> <laughs> I just threw is that one in for Arturo. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 37-33 Bruins win, but don't cover. Uh, yeah, the picnics are completely out of fucking pocket <laughs> at this point. The uh, OGPD has it 51-32 to at UCLA. <laughs> uh, the other models uh, are a little more reasonable, I think, with a UCLA win uh, by like one score. Average, so average it all together, the, the final was 38-30. Bulldogs win, or Bruins win, Bulldogs cover. That's what the fuck? We have good scores there. Uh UConn at Army. Oh, my God. And, of course, we're ending with (laughs) the highest DKI of the weekend. 34.5 point spread started for Army. 48 point total. (laughs) You're welcome, Legion. 8.4. Blows everything I've ever seen out of the water. That's crazy. The thing about it, an 8.4... Like earthquake! Earthquake! Get your town. Yeah, I don't care. Dead. I don't care what you're. You'd at, fall yeah. into a crack in the earth <laughs> and never dead. be seen again. Dead as shit. <laughs> yeah, this is so so bad. Uh, Army allowed a backdoor cover of Western Kentucky last week. True. Fucking pissed me yeah, off. Pissed me off too. Uh, that was gross too. But Army does cover this and hits the total on their own. Ooh. Black Knights, forty-eight to nothing. Nice. The future coaching home of Clay Helton. <laughs> <laughs> Has scored 28 Wait, points. Army or Western <laughs> Kentucky? UConn. <laughs> Is he, who's, who's Clay Hilton auditioning for? <laughs> scored 28, they've scored 28 points in three games. Yeah. 35-10 Army. Uh, this is the worst game in history, and I'm not even kidding. It's so bad that the uh, origin, the OGPD <laughs> refused to spit out a score. I'm not. That's not a lie. Like, uh, this breaks. <laughs> it's it's, like, it's just you. an hashtag value. <laughs> fuck so, you, man. Like, I'm, I'm not, not going to do it. it. No. I'm doing it. No. 42 10 nights. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Pocket Dinkus. Right. I agree with you. Oh, Thank my God. I need to go take a shower after that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, I feel that was, dirty. That was bad. Dirty. All right. Oh, well, man. Legion. Um, oh, just wait. It. Just wait a few weeks. There's one game that gets way worse. And I think Matt really? Meyer tweeted it at us. What yeah. is it? UConn at UMass. Oh, no. No. That's going to be. <laughs> that's a- the apocalypse. Oh, it's going to break the DKI. Oh, that my is, God. It, it's not December 20th, 2012. It's UMass at UConn. It's <laughs> the end of the world. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. We're predicting it now. UConn, UMass. Holy is fuck. Is that going to break nine? Oh, dude, yeah, well, he, he asked on Twitter if it was going to break eight. And I was like, oh, wait till he oh, hears what we have going on right now. <laughs> right. Uh, hands down. Is, yeah, it's going to be nine. If it breaks nine. We might just have to end the podcast. No, we might. Right. No, we just if, if, it, if it's above nine, we go into like a super in depth. Oh yeah, dude. we spend just one episode just <laughs> yeah, talking dude, about I'm that. I'm for game. that. I'm for that. We're gonna break down every break position, down all the everything. line players. Yeah. Yep. Let's do oh, it. Oh my god, I'm into that all so right. hard. <laughs> I'm actually hard right now. That's how into it. I, I didn't. Know. I didn't tweet this out, but I did take a picture of me watching. What was it Akron? Oh, and yeah. whoever Akron played this last yeah. week. Oh, that one was bad. Yep. And oh, I was Temple. Like, Akron Temple. Akron, Akron Temple. Temple which yep. yeah. So I'm gonna try to take a picture each week of me if I can find it watching yep. the highest DK. Are you just gonna be like posing like two <laughs> yeah. fingers like what's up? What's up? I hate my family. <laughs> <laughs> your, your wife take a picture of me yeah. <laughs> in front of this horrible game. And she then... doesn't know it's a bad game. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Is oh, that, that's true. You know, like spouses barely pay attention. They're like, how do you how they, you just tell them they're good teams and they won't know. Yeah. Oh, man. This game they might. True. They might watch it. Like, what the fuck? Well, this game, watching? yeah. Actually, know. Cameron will be taking a picture of you posing in front of the TV with. Your wife walking out with bags, yeah. in your door, like in the doorway. That's that's TikTok. That's dude. Uh, uh, I know you don't like do TikToks, <laughs> but you should do one where like where like you're filming her. You're watching the. You're like filming the game, and then you're filming like you leaving, honey. <laughs> She's like, Fuck where are you, you going? Where are you going? This, this game is on eleven o'clock Central CBS Sports Network, so it's oh, got it's competing with the big game, Nebraska Oklahoma. The big game. Which one are you gonna watch? <laughs> I'll, I'll probably actually be watching Michigan State Miami. <laughs> I, that game just intrigues me for some reason. Right. It's yeah. just a weird matchup. It's, yeah. It feels like a bowl matchup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It, that Cincy game is interesting too. Cincy yeah. Indiana. Yeah, that's on eleven too. Yeah, there's some good games in that slot. Yeah. All right, folks. Legion, we love you. Don't ever leave us. 
please. <laughs> we don't Donate even, to us. Even when we do you're our UConn UMass yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're very precious because you're, you're very rare, you listeners out there. That's right. <laughs> We'd love if you throw some cash our way. Oh, yeah. On, Donate to us, you guys. On Anchor. 99 um, cents. It's not that much. No. Just do it. It'll make like you, $12 a year, you fuckers. It'll make you feel better about yourself. Very, really I mean, it well. definitely won't, but like, uh, it'll make us feel better. Yeah. Which you should want. Yeah, you should definitely want us feeling very good about ourselves. We yes. definitely don't feel good about ourselves all the time. <laughs> no. We're not confident egomaniacs at all. <laughs> no. No. We hate ourselves. <laughs> I'm the horse champ. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, Legion. Good night. Well, you know. Bye. Boners. Triangle man, triangle man, triangle man hates person man, they have a fight, triangle wins, triangle man. <laughs> well, that was a good no, well, no, I, well, yeah, okay, yeah. 17. Uh, oh, the opener you push. Yeah. Let's just take the, yeah, you're fucked. We can't take anything. <laughs> I, I hate that pick. Yeah, that's no, the worst I can't. pick ever. <laughs> oh, man. What happens when you dock with Vegas? <laughs> You're taking KU? Oh, fuck. All right, good job. Auditioning for the USC gig. Yep. I'm not doing the dick flapping thing. <laughs>